Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you. We are moms who are pouring ourselves into our children every hour of every day. We are grandmothers who are also playing the role of primary caretaker. We are moms who are waiting to have children and trying our best to see the struggle through the eyes of God. We are moms who are learning the challenges of a blended family. We are moms in the workplace who are trying our best to balance competing expectations and demands. We are moms with adult children who are leaving our homes to pursue their own dreams. For packing lunches late at night, for cleaning out their backpacks, then filling them again, for offering gentle guidance to your own grown children, for becoming taxi drivers and appointment schedulers, for making sure the right baby doll is in their arms before they go to sleep, for helping them pay back their student loans, for cleaning and sterilizing and cooking, for doing their laundry and his laundry and our laundry. 
for praying and loving and forgiving and falling down and rising to your feet again. For the mom who is overworked and exhausted. For the mom who seems to spend a million hours on a million little things. For the mom who pours Jesus into her family as best she can. And God himself not only celebrates what you do, but rejoices over the uniqueness of who you are. You are seen and you are loved without limits. Welcome to Mother's Day.
Good morning, Salem, and welcome to the sanctuary of the Salem Baptist Church, where we are experiencing our virtual worship service on today as we celebrate Mother's Day. Today, we're celebrating all mothers and caregivers who take care of our children. Let us have a word of prayer. God is already here. Can't you feel his presence? He's already here. And all we've got to do is open up our hearts and let him come in. We've opened up our hearts, God, and we are ready to receive all that you have in store for us on today. We bless you and we thank you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We will now continue in worship with music from our music and fine arts ministry. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, I said praise the Lord, everybody. For I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And we've come to worship him today. Come on, simple song that we sing in the house. We say, Jesus, I give you the glory. I give you the honor. I give you the praise. Jesus, I give you the glory. And I give you the honor, I give you the praise, Jesus, I give you the glory, and I give you the honor, I give you the praise, I come to worship, 
thank our music and fine arts ministry for that wonderful uh, selection of praise and worship. And now we're going to turn our attention uh, to the ministry of prayer. But before we do that, we want to remind you of those who are on our sick and shut-in list. Uh, we want to pray for all of our elected officials, those serving at the federal, state, and local level, and all of our military personnel. Those that are hospitalized this week, Mother Alexia Fairley is in Methodist Hospital. Those that stand in the need of additional prayer, Sister Mercedes Bullard, Sister Acra Cooper in St. Joseph Villa, Sister Johnny Griffin, Sister Danita Johnson, Sister Felicia Thompson, Sister Martha Hartnett, Sister Margaret Franklin, Brother Walter Goodwin, Brother Dante Stewart, Brother Brandon Jimerson, Brother Frank Stewart Sr., and Brother Dave Wade in Champaign, Illinois, the son of Maurice and Clindy Wade. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Oh God, how we love you, how we adore you, and how we magnify your holy name. We have come on today, God, this Mother's Day to give you all honor, glory, and praise. But we're also celebrating our mothers, God. Those that you have given what was necessary to not only birth us, but to lead us and guide us into all truth. We're thankful on today, O oh God, because we know that if it had not been for you on our side, where would we be? In times like these, when it seems like trouble is on every hand, when it seems like there's no safe place to turn, God, you are always there leading us and guiding us and giving us everything we need so that everything will turn out all right. And so we're saying, thank you, God, for being God all by yourself. We are thank you, God, for our mothers and thank you, God, for our caregivers. Thank you, God, for grace and for mercy. Thank you, God, for tender, loving care. Thank you, God, for the vaccine that is helping us to eradicate the COVID, uh, COVID virus. Thank you, God, for everybody who's participating in making this a safe place to live. Thank you, God, for churches all over the country who are open in your name, who continue to give you honor, glory, and praise. Thank you, God, because when you show up, you show out, and you show out in our lives each and every day. We're just thankful that you allow us to worship you even now on this day. Oh God. God, we know that our list of persons that are sick and shut in is a long list. And God, we know that you know everything they need. And we're asking that you meet them at their point of need. Heal them where there's healing necessary. Fix them where fixing is necessary. Restore 
where restoration is necessary. Then God, we ask that you look down upon our pastor and his family. We want God, we want you to continue allowing him to do a mighty work among us in this, your house of praise. We want to thank you, God, for his family, those that love him and support him and surround him, even when he needs to take a break. Thank you, God, for the Salem Baptist Church, all of us who are gathered, whether here, near, or far, who lift up your name on high and proclaim to a sick and dying world that you are yet alive because you live in the lives of all of us. Now, God, have thine own way. Have thine own way. For you are our potter and we are your clay. Do what you will with us on this day, and we'll be ever so careful to give your name all of the honor, the glory, and the praise. This is your servant's prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. to first start off by saying to each and every one of uh, those who are mothers, a part of our congregation, and those who are watching and listening, we want to say to you a happy Mother's Day uh, for 2021. We are so grateful for each and every one of you and the sacrifices that you make over and over again, the love that you have displayed. We are grateful for each and every one of you. We hope you're having a wonderful Mother's Day. And uh, we pray that you would enjoy it to the fullest. Uh, there are a few things that we want to remind you of. Uh, we again ask you to continue uh, to uh, give us your patience and your prayers and your understanding as we look forward to uh, returning to in-person worship. We're getting closer by the day and uh, we pray that things continue <coughs> to improve and uh, we're planning and preparing to make sure that when we do, things will be safe and secure. And uh, we want to do so, so that when you return, you will be able to return without worry. Again, things are going to be different than uh, it was a year ago when we suspended worship. Uh, but again, that's why we're praying for your understanding. We're uh, asking for your prayers and your support and your patience when we do return. We're working on uh, the protocols and the process uh, for when we do return. So again, we pray that you would continue to be patient. Again, things will be different, but we're asking uh, that you uh, would uh, 
uh, bear with us during this time. We continue to invite you each and every week to uh, view our Word for Your Walk broadcast at 1.30 p.m. on the CW Network. It has been a blessing not only to the members of the Salem Church, but it's been a blessing to our uh, surrounding community. There are those who are not technically a part of the Salem Church uh, who are blessed by the worship and blessed by the word that's shared on the CW Network uh, each week. Again, that's 1.30 p.m. So allow it to be a blessing to you and invite others to share in it and to be a part of it as well. On Sunday, May 16th, uh, we will be having our Jeans and Jerseys Sunday. It's something we do annually. Uh, this time we'll be doing it virtually. Uh, we want you to use the hashtag Salem Jeans and Jersey Sunday. And we want you to take a picture of yourself, take a selfie uh, in your uh, favorite jersey, uh, whether that's your sorority jersey or fraternity jersey, uh, your favorite pro uh, athletic team, your favorite college team. Uh, take a picture and share it with us on uh, our social media platforms so that we can see you. Although you won't be here in the sanctuary, we want to see you in your jeans and jerseys. Again, that's Sunday, May 16th. We thank you for your continued support. Again, your continued stewardship and faithfulness through your giving of your tithe and your offering. The Lord will continue to bless you. Uh, the Lord honors our faith. He honors our sacrifice when we realize that we are managers and stewards of that which he has given to us. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. It comes from the Lord. And so when we share our tithe and offering, we are simply returning to the Lord a portion of that which he has given uh, to us. And so we want to remind you of the various platforms by which you're able to give your tithe and offering. You can mail them here to the church at 3131 Lake Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68111 as well from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. You can bring them uh, to the church and just outside the administrative office, there is a secure tithe and offering box where you can leave your tithe and offering. Certainly, you can give through our website at SalemBC.org, through PayPal, through Cash App, through Venmo, through Givelify, and even you can text to give at 402 543 3316. Again, that's 402 543 3316. We continue to thank you and we thank you in advance for your stewardship and your faithfulness in giving. And again, to each and every one of the mothers who are watching or listening at this point, uh, we want to say to you a happy Mother's Day. Uh, you deserve all that you receive and we thank you for your love, your kindness, and your sacrifice. We're going to ask the Music and Fine Arts Ministry to come at this time and lead us further in worship. Hey, come on everybody, put those hands together. We're going to have church. Lord, Lord, I gotta thank you. 
going to ask that you return in your Bibles, on your tablets, whatever devices you might be using to the Old Testament, a very familiar passage of Scripture, the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 2, Exodus chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, and the Word of God reads, And a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's banks. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside, and when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. The Lord's word is blessed. I want to talk today for a few minutes by the help of God and the Holy Spirit from this simple subject, a model mother. A model mother. Godly mothers mirror the attributes of the Lord. They do their best to display the qualities, characteristics, and actions that line up with who the Lord is and how the Lord moves. And we see one of these godly model mothers in Exodus chapter 2. A mother whose son will change the course of the nation of Israel and to a great degree the course of history. We don't learn her name here in Exodus chapter 1, but we do learn her name in Exodus chapter 6, verse 20, and Numbers chapter 26, verse 59. Her name is Jochebed. Jochebed is an extraordinary, remarkable woman, and yet her station in life is not exceptional. She does what she has to do under the conditions she faces. And that's true of many mothers that we love on today, the names may not be on the front page of the newspaper, and they may not be in lights, but they do a remarkable job of raising children and families, even though the conditions might be mundane and ordinary. But let's take a moment to look at this model mother here in Exodus chapter 2. We see, first of all, a model mother who provided protection. 
Now, to understand this clearly, you have to look at the context of Jochebed's life. You see, Jochebed provided protection to Moses under adverse conditions. Verse 2 of Exodus chapter 2 tells us that Moses was born, but chapter 1 really describes for us the conditions under which he was born. And when you get some time, you should go back and read chapter 1. You see, the children of Israel were in bondage and enslaved in Egypt. Egypt, that North African country, was at the time of the text the most powerful kingdom in the known world. They had for centuries enslaved the children of Israel. And this slavery was, for a majority of the time, instituted in light of the relationship that Joseph, an Israelite patriarch, had with the former kings of Egypt. However, Exodus chapter 1 tells us two things happen. First, a king rises to power in Egypt uh, that was not aware of Joseph and what he had done uh, to secure the kingdom of Egypt for prior kings. So he was unfamiliar and uninterested in treating these Israelites with any dignity. The second thing that happened is that the Israelites began to be fruitful and multiply. And this new king, alarmed at the rate that they are producing children, is afraid that if the population continues to increase, the Israelites might form a coalition with another country and overthrow the Egyptians. So the king of Egypt has a cruel plan to assure the Israelites will not continue to multiply. The king institutes a political policy that the midwives who assist in the birthing process of the Israelites would let the female children live and kill the male children. It sounds like America today. All black males don't seem to matter to most folk, but I will declare that black male lives do matter. But the Bible lets us know the midwives would not consent and agree to this. The Bible says the Lord was kind to them as a result and gave them their own families. The king hears of this and institutes another evil policy. He says every Hebrew male child that is born is to be thrown into the Nile River. And as a result, they would either drown or be eaten by the crocodiles. And when you read Exodus chapter 1, you will see the king's policies did not work. Exodus chapter 1 verse 20 says, The people multiplied and grew very mighty. So that's the backdrop for Jochebed giving birth to Moses. The king's policy says that Moses should have been killed at birth or thrown into the Nile River to die. And yet the Bible lets us know that Jochebed risked her own life to protect the life of Moses. Listen again to what the word has to say. It says, and a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter 
of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. This act of faithful protection is so remarkable that the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 23 includes Jochebed and Amron, her husband, in what some call the hall of fame of faith. This is what Hebrews chapter 11 verse 23 says. It says, by faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Listen, this mother refused the command of the king of Egypt. She risked her life and the life of her family to protect Moses. She, see, she was not selfish. She was selfless. You see, there was the potential that Moses would be found. And if that happened, Jochebed and her family would have surely been punished. And yet, this mother and father could not stand by and not protect their son from certain death even before he started to live. Oh, family of God, that's a model mother. A mother who provides protection for her children. A mother who makes every effort to protect them mentally and physically and most importantly, spiritually. A mother who may not be able to do everything, but a mother that does everything she can to protect her children. I told you earlier that mothers mirror what the Lord wants and desires and does for us. And many of us can testify that, yes, the Lord used our mothers to protect us, but it was the Lord who protected us most. When we were in danger, when we were lost, when we had strayed away, it was the Lord who protected us. When we had turned our back on the Lord and his church, when we were trying to do everything on our own, when we had rebelled from the faith, it was the Lord that protected us. When we were in our lowest valley and experiencing our darkest midnights, when we were at the end of our rope, it was the Lord that had protected us. When we had tried everything else, and even at moments, the Lord had to protect us from ourselves. It was the Lord that protected us. That's why the psalmist says in Psalm 124, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. And so we see this model mother who protected her son Moses. But not only do we see a model mother who provided protection, we see a model mother who took seriously preparation. A model mother who took seriously preparation. Jochebed had protected Moses even at the risk of her family being punished. And yet she knew that as Moses was growing and maturing, the time of hiding him would no longer be a possibility. And so Jochebed begins preparing for Moses to live. She would not be satisfied with letting her son's future amount to nothing. And so she begins preparing for the next season in her son's life. Listen again to the text. 
And a man of the house of Levi went and took uh, as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Jochebed put a plan together and prepared to put that plan into action. She put together a little ark for Moses. She made sure that it was waterproof and would not sink in the Nile River. She secured Moses in the ark and sets him afloat in the river. But, but she was prepared because the Bible says a part of her plan was to have his sister watch uh, to see how things progressed. She was as prepared as she could be. But with all of her preparation, she was putting her child in the Nile River, where one wave could have overturned this little handmade ark. The Nile River, where harm could have come to her beloved child. And yet, family of God, I don't believe that the only preparation Jochebed made was to construct this little ark. I don't believe her only preparation was to uh, waterproof it and send his sister to watch from afar. I, I believe that Jochebed prepared other ways. I, I believe she prepared by strengthening her faith. It doesn't say it in the text on today, but I just believe Jochebed spent some time praying. You see, this was a faith-filled, prayer-lifting, prepared mother. Let me say it this way. In my mind's eye, I just believe that preparation met prayer and faith on the Nile River. And when preparation meets with prayer and faith, it is an equation that gets God's attention. You see, with all the planning and preparing we do, there are some things that only the Lord can bring to pass. Uh, but he can only do it if we're ready, if we believe, and if we pray. And look what happens in the text. The Lord rewards Jochebed's preparation and her faith and her prayers. Uh, round verse 5, it says, Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews children. Then his sister said, Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew children that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew. and She brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. So she called his name Moses saying, because I drew him out of the water. All you ought to just look at the Lord work. 
the king's daughter sees Moses, takes him in as her own, and ends up paying Jochebed to nurse her own child that was supposed to be dead. Oh, that's the testimony of some of us here on the day. Left to our own and left to the world and left to the systems and inequities and racism of this country, we would be dead. But we had mothers and fathers that prepared us and had faith and prayed for us. And as a result, even though we should be dead, we're still here. Even though the statistics say we should be behind bars, even though others counted us out, the Lord kept counting us in and kept bringing us back in because we had mothers and fathers that prepared for us. And most importantly, we had a God who took care of us. Uh, somebody ought to testify that the Lord used your mother to prepare to make sure that you got to where you are right now. So we see a model mother who provided protection. We see a model mother who took seriously preparation. But we see, in conclusion, a model mother who could see possibilities. You see, Jochebed did what she could to protect her son Moses. She prepared the things necessary to escort him into the next season of his life. And it was because she saw the possibility of what Moses could become. She saw something special in Moses. Look again at what it says in Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. Moses was beautiful to Jochebed. And I don't think this was just a physical beauty, but it was the beauty of what Moses could be. Now, she didn't know at his birth that the Lord would commission him uh, to, at a burning bush and uh, declare that he would be the leader and liber liberator that would emancipate and free the Israelites from Egyptian slavery. But she saw some possibilities. She didn't know at his birth that he, by the word of the Lord, called 10 plagues on Egypt, but she saw the possibilities in him. She did not know that he would raise the staff of leadership that was in his hands and the waters of the Red Sea would stand up and allow the children of Israel to go over on dry ground. But she saw the possibilities in him. Oh, yes, we praise God and we ought to be grateful for the mothers who saw the possibilities in us. The mothers who saw our potential. M mothers who see the promise in us even when we don't see it in ourselves. We should be grateful for the mothers who see the budding greatness that has been maturing within us. We ought to be grateful for those model mothers who encourage us, those model mothers who support us, those model mothers who inspire and motivate us because they see the possibility and the potential in us. But more importantly, family of God, 
I'm grateful for a God who sees the possibilities in us. I'm, I'm glad today uh, on this Mother's Day that we have a God who sees the possibilities in us. The one who sees the potential in us when the world has discounted us. Uh, the Lord sees in us what the rest of the world cannot see. I'm, I'm grateful for a God who sees possibilities. Uh, when the world sees trash. Uh, I'm grateful for a God who sees a masterpiece in the making. Uh, I ought to have a witness. Thank you, Drew. I ought to have a witness today. Yes, when the world uh, sees someone who's worthless. Uh-huh, God uh, sees someone uh, who is priceless. Uh-huh, I'm glad today that I serve a God who sees possibilities. Because when the world sees a failure, yes, Lord, the Lord sees our future. Yes, Lord, when the world sees us struggling, I'm glad uh, that I serve a God uh, who sees my success uh, that's just down the road. Uh, yes, Lord, I'm glad uh, when the world uh, sees us fall and fail. Uh, the Lord uh, sees that we will rise again. Uh, I ought to have a witness today. I'm glad that we serve a God who sees our possibilities. Yes, Lord, when the world says we're going nowhere, the Lord sees our destiny. Do I have a witness? That's why I love uh, what Jeremiah 29 uh, verse 11 says. Uh, it says, for I know uh, the plans I have for you, uh, declares the Lord, uh, plans to prosper you uh, and not to harm you, uh, plans to give you uh, a hope and a future. Uh, that's because uh, the Lord uh, sees our possibilities. Uh, yes, Lord, uh, I got to leave you this Mother's Day morning. Uh, may the Lord bless you real good. Uh, but every time uh, I forget my possibility uh, and what God sees in me, uh, I remember what Marvin Sapp says. Uh, he saw the best in me uh, when everyone else uh, could only see the worst in me. Uh, he sees me uh, for what I can be. Uh, yes, Lord. Uh, May the Lord uh, bless you real good. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Uh, but I'm glad today. I said I'm glad today. Uh, 
I'm glad today. I'm so glad that he saw the best in me when everyone else could only see the worst in me. I ought to have a witness this Sunday morning. Wherever you are right now, you ought to take one moment and tell the Lord thank you for seeing the best in me when the rest of the world only saw the worst in me. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need to know is there anybody here who will tell him thank you? Thank you for seeing the possibilities in me. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm about to get happy in this place. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ought to tell him, thank you for seeing the possibilities in me. Thank you for seeing what things could be. And we want to say we offer Christ to you even now. It's because he saw the possibilities in us that Jesus came to die for our sins. He saw that although we were sin-stained and scarred, we could be remade and remade whole through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so even now, on this Mother's Day, what a wonderful time it would be for you to give your life to the Lord. Confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Romans chapter 10 reminds us, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for the sins of the world, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And if you want to make that confession of faith on today, you ought to call us here at 402-455-1000, option 3. Or if you know the Lord, but for whatever reason, you're out of fellowship with the local church, this is your opportunity to be a part of the Lord's church, the body of Christ here at the Salem Baptist Church. And so please call us at 402-455-1000, option 3. 
we pray that you would make a decision for your life and your eternity. What a blessing it would be each Mother's Day for you to call it the anniversary of giving your life to the Lord. We're praying that you would make that decision on today. Don't wait another day. Don't wait another week. Don't wait another month. Don't wait another year. Now is your time. Today is your day. We hope that you have made that decision that you've given your life to the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer again. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this model mother in Exodus chapter 2, but we thank you more importantly for your protection, for your provision, for your preparation for us, for you seeing our possibility. We thank you that you did not give up on us, even at times that we wanted to give up on ourselves. And now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding great joy. To the only wise God be glory, dominion, and power both now and forever. And the people of God all across this city, all across this state, all across the country, and even all across the world said together, Amen, Amen, and Amen. And we yet believe the best season of your life is just ahead.